Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Well, I know what we're going to talk about, so... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Did I get myself into it? What? Spill it. Yep. yep. Mary Lavoie. <laughs> Welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing so good. Just woke up about an hour ago, so really getting the day started right here with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. That's that's how we want to get your day started, because mm-hmm. we want to fire you up. Um, Lavoir, Lavoie, like that's... Lavoie. Uh, Lavoie. Whoa. Lavoie. It's, uh, it runs in the Lacroix family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like we actually invented Lacroix, Lacroix, you know. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. Are you thinking of maybe can making a com- competing brand yeah Livois. i'm just gonna drop the x drop the x and add it and add an l and add an l a little v a, so- mm-hmm. a soft v Lavoie. that's actually probably better than lacroix it, honestly yeah it, it really better. flows off the the tongue a little bit more mm-hmm. it's very french of you yeah <laughs> i'm only like actually 15 percent french or something i think so i'm 15 percent italian um, but I like own that I'm 100. percent Oh, me too. Yeah. They're like, oh, you must be French. I'm like, you know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's right. <laughs> People, I, I really don't know what I am. Never really that's unpack that. You're Irish. I'm Irish, but it's you like, should unpack that on an episode of the podcast. Yes. Oh. Do 23 Bring in the family. Me. Bring in your family. I know. Mm. I've been trying to get my mom out here. My mom she's would be supporting such a, it. No, no, no. She she has four other kids to take care of, and so <laughs> she's, she's busy. Like, yeah, like it. You have to like put things in her calendar to have phone conversations with her. Maybe She's... you could just add it to her calendar and then she'll just show up. Yep. Mm. There mm. it is. That's we'll what you got to do. We'll put it on the company card. Yeah. We'll fly her out here. Fly her out here. There you go. Get her Where here. Where are you from? Denver. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. What brought you here? Um, football. St. Thomas. Nice. I wanted to play football and do engineering and St. Thomas had both those. Love so, that. Yeah. So I came out here and visited for the first time ever. My first ever time was... Uh, a really cold day in January mm. on a Thursday. Not ideal. And I was like, this place is kind of cool. You know, it's not, it's cold, but it's like that, similar to Colorado. That's what got you? I was like, that's interesting that that's what got you because that wouldn't get many people. Not many people would be like, no, I'm going to take a pass. Yeah. I, to be honest, yeah. I Thanks. was. Thank you. Yeah. Max. Next place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Negative 14. Not my yeah. cup of tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I, I heard about, <laughs> like you hear the rumblings about Minnesota. It, whenever it's you're not place. from here, you're like. Oh, you're going to Minnesota. Oh, it's January. You get you gotta get ready. Yeah. You pack your bags. Yeah. Bring your coat. I'm like, okay. Like I was excited at that point because mm-hmm. like I grew up skiing and like was around cold weather my whole life. But it's not. It's not. It's same. not that right. Mm-hmm. It's not that cold. So I was super excited to actually just feel feel what it would feel like to be in like negative 14 degrees. Yeah. So I got kind of excited about that. But then you know making making the decision to actually come out here and see the full all the four all four seasons and like the fall and now being in this is my third summer in minnesota like oh my god I you're committed it. you're committed, I'm minnesota so committed. And I'm yeah. Working, yeah he's locked in he's locked dialed in, in. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. yeah so will you go back um i mean event like i'm just kind of i'm floating around man i don't know you like i, I love free spirit i'm free spirit i'm not yeah. gonna i've never I love that about you thanks mm-hmm. thanks mary <laughs> i appreciate that see i needed that love support that for you dude. yeah that's a good compliment to start your day. That is a very good compliment to start mm-hmm. my day. I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. But I want to. I want to know about more about you. Yeah, I feel like I'm running the show over here. You What's are. Going on? You're doing really good at taking control of the podcast. I could run my own podcast. You probably should. We'll, we'll produce it for you. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so for, so for all of our marketing interns, marketing interns are our listeners, Mary, mm-hmm. and they are. Uh, they love us. We've had we've have some marketing interns that have listened to over 100 podcasts, but they don't know much Whoa. about you. Um, could you give us a little background and insight onto who Mary Lavoie is? <laughs> I think that's kind of a loaded question, but um, well, grew up in Egan, Minnesota. Okay. You probably don't know where that is. You probably do. Yep. Um, just a little bit south of here. Went to a private school growing up. Mm. No uniforms though. No uniforms. No. Did you go to Henry Sibley? No. Uh-oh. No, Henry Sibley's not a private school. It's not. No. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I knew that. Wait, no, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I went to Bethany Academy. It's like a, it's a small Christian school that was like connected to a church. Okay. Not an all girls school. No uniforms. I went to an all boys school. 
You did? And uniforms. Yeah. And, did you like it? And uniforms. And then we had like a girls' school on the same campus. Best. I loved it. I thought really? it was the best thing in the world. People say that. And I'm like, I, I just, I. it's not for me. Mm-mm. Not for me either. It's not for me. But people do love it. They go. But yeah, that's that's my high school. And then I was a, a dancer since I was two and a half. So I started doing that. Wow. When I was super little. What does that look like when you're two? Like, what do they have you dancing? Yeah. Like the, the hokey pokey? Um, I did itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Wow. So it was a big deal. That is, that big, is deal. a big deal. Uh, <laughs> put some curlers, curlers in my hair the night before. And then I had a lot of bouncing around, you know, mm-hmm. not really knowing. The teachers like do it off the side to like at the recital. So you're like watching the teacher the whole time because you have no idea what you're doing. But it's cute. Oh, it's got to be. Oh. It's really cute. I've taught a couple of like little kid classes like that before too. And it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's when I started and then been dancing ever since. Danced through high school. And then I went to the U of M, mm. danced at the U of M on the dance team. And then, and now I teach and coach and choreograph dance all over the place. So, whoa, <laughs> I just never stopped. Yeah. Dancing's your life. Yeah. That's awesome. Literally. And that's what brought you to the U of M was dance or did. Yeah. Okay. I like literally was, <clears throat> I had kind of a weird, like I went through a weird phase after like during my senior year of high school, I was like, I will not go to college. I will not like, I didn't want to do any of it. I just like, really? Yeah, I don't know if I was like afraid of change or what was going on, but I was like, I didn't apply for any schools because I didn't want to go. I my mom was like, Mary, you have to apply for like something, like you have to do something. And I was like, I just want to go to L.A. I just want to dance. I just wanted to, I wanted to leave. I wanted to go to California. And then my mom was like, Well, you've never like been there for, you know, you've never like really seen the commercial dance industry. Like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I was like, Yes. I was like so adamant about it. And then. She kind of helped me apply to a couple places as backup in case I changed my mind. And then um, I ended up like going and trying out for a couple different dance programs at colleges. Have you ever seen those? They're mm. like, um, you're looking at two guys who not only not. Yeah, you guys are looking at me like I'm like. Well, speaking no, 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 hold on. Let me okay. just give you some. some little, background. I got a little bit more background with Faith. <laughs> yeah, but, you do. Yeah. But see, you're looking at two guys who uh, not only can we not dance. Eh, not we only try, can we try, though. We, we try. To be honest, I'm better at organizing a dance circle than I am dancing in the circle myself. That's a good skill, though. Mm-hmm. We have a, a technique. Do you want to learn? Do you want to know it? Kinda. It's real quick. So yeah. when you're at a bar and there's <laughs> a lot of people and like people are like awkwardly dancing, you know, doing this kind of thing. <laughs> um, we everyone's, you know, having drinks, but you'll finish your drink at some point. Right. 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 So you take that drink and you put it on the ground. Oh, no. And then you tell everyone to watch out and say, hey, drinks on the ground, you know. But then you start preferably dancing. a bottle, preferably a bottle. But then you start, <laughs> that but, then, is so... but then you start dancing around the bottle. Oh, and then you use that as the as the uh, the hub. tribute, the 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 symbol of the dance circle. And then when people are walking by, like not aware of things, and they knock it over, you make a big deal about it, and then spread the circle a little bit more, put the bottle back, and keep dancing. And, you keep and then your, yeah. everybody dances around, around the bottle. Your drink that's yeah. already gone. That's gone. gone. Yeah, it gets kicked over, but you like dive on. You're the like, no, like, no, not that. Not yeah, that. it's three dollars. Yeah, and then you just keep exactly, going. and you mm-hmm. just keep going, and then everybody like. A lot of people just kind of just buy in eventually. And like, if you get about, I mean, it starts with Andrew and I. People mm-hmm. are like, why are you doing this? And then like, a couple and we of jump friends. over it. And we like, jump over it. Yeah, we get all, we like yeah. shimmy over it, you know. Um, <laughs> we're natural choreographers. We're natural. I think we're natural. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Do you, are you looking for more work or? If you give us, a, if you tell us a couple bars, um, we could definitely okay. make, we could take over that set bar. set it up. Yeah. 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 We're uh, enhancers. Mood wow. and uh, vibe enhancers. Yeah. I'd like to say. Okay, here's the thing. I mm-hmm. feel like. If guys do that, it's funny. But if a girl were to do that in the middle of a bar, people would be like, "Get her out of here." There it's would be true. Some, there would yes. be some. Uh, no matter some, how yeah. funny the girl is, it would be like, "All right, that's enough out of you." Mm-hmm. It's true, so, but guys, it's like, "Oh, this is fun and this is funny and oh, they're yeah. so funny." There's some. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's, Not that's like natural. I'm jealous, yeah, but no. I'm kind of jealous. I yeah. want to be able to do that. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> but you do it. You, you get to travel around the country and do it yourself. So why are you complaining? That's so true. That is, yeah. I don't really start hype circles, but mm-hmm. you've you you've created hype around <laughs> myself. And when people come in, they're like, Mary, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, Just man. like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. And then you hype them up. They're like, don't like they ask the coach who's like in San Diego, like, hey, what are we going to do for a dance? And they'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mary's coming in. She knows what to do. And then you come in and tell them, right? Well, I would hope a coach would know what they're doing, but. Oh, 
Okay, so can we, I guess I'm assuming. How does it work? <laughs> Hold on. Let's let's before we get into that. Yeah. I want to just um, touch on the you in college. Oh yeah, we um, forgot. Yeah, just real quick. Oh, sure. Sure, forever, how long as you want, but because Faith had the same type of feelings of finishing oh, her senior year and only wanting to go to L.A., California, and continuing to dance, mm-hmm. and she did apply to schools, and she really. She got into the U of M and she went to the U of M, but she didn't never, she never wanted to do that. Right. She only wanted to go to California. She wanted to dance. She wanted yeah. to dance and, but she committed to school and she didn't dance at the U of M mm-hmm. or she did her freshman year. Yeah. She was on the premier team. Premier yeah. team. Yeah. So you had, you had the same feelings, but you did go to the U of M as well. Yeah. So like growing up, I guess in Minnesota, it's a little bit different. Um, but in like pretty much every state you have like a studio dance, which is what me and Faith did. And then you have dance team. And now the worlds are kind of blended, but they didn't used to be so much when we were growing up so long ago. (laughs) But like (laughs) even in the last like four or five years, they've just blended a lot. So kids Mm. like um, I guess I could say like dancing at a studio is like playing like traveling basketball, I guess, or like playing or being like a gymnast. Like you can't Mm. like you'd go to a gym to train and get training to do that. It's not related to the school. It's, you know, your parents pay separately for it. Um, So that's studio dance. And that's what we did growing up. And when you're a studio dancer, you're like, you go to dance conventions and at these conventions, like all these teachers from LA come and they kind of like travel on like a little circuit. And so you take classes, like studio just exposes you to more of that LA lifestyle. Mm. We bring in choreographers, we go take classes from these choreographers and stuff. So we kind of had like a little bit of exposure to that in with doing studio, which is what I grew up with. And then girls that just did dance team danced through their high school and it was a pretty short season. Um, they only compete here in Minnesota. Um, it's just like a different level of training and, and stuff like that. So girls that did dance team really at that time really wanted to go dance in college and be on a college dance team because it's just furthering what they already did. And then a lot of kids that were in studio wanted to go to L.A. or New York because that's furthering what they did. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. absolutely. Those so, are the people you surrounded yourself with right. throughout the progression of your like dance career. Right. So at the time, and I want to be careful I say it because now I'm very involved in dance team. But at the time, I was like, I will not be on a dance team. Like, it was just not the same as it is now. And I was like, my mom was like, well, this place has a dance program and this place has a dance team. And this, you know, there's like all these different options that I could do. And I was like, don't say the word dance team to me ever again. Like, I just, it was not what I wanted to do. I didn't grow up doing it. I was like, no chance. So, um, yeah, it just like wasn't really an option at the time. And I'm sure for Faith, too, it was just like not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Now the worlds are very blended and most kids that dance at a studio also do their high school dance team um, Mm. or vice versa, whatever. So um, now they have a lot of the same training basically. But yeah, so when it got to that time, I was like, no mom, stay out of it. I'm leaving. I'm going to LA like this, this and that. And at the end of the day, I don't really know like what came over me. Oh, actually I do. I I actually tried out for St. Thomas dance team first. Mm. Because the tryouts were on different weekends, and I just had no idea at the time what I wanted to do. So I ended up trying out for St. Thomas. I made the team. And then the U of M's tryouts were like a week later. And this is very frowned upon now, but at the time, I guess it wasn't. But now. Or you you didn't know about it being frowned. I didn't know because I. naive. I was. And, you know, my mom was like really helping me. She was like, okay, and then you'll go to this tryout. And in the studio world, that's so acceptable. Like you, you try out for this, you try out for that, you try out for that, you pick and choose. Well, not in dance team. So I did try out for St. Thomas, made the team. Great team. Love it. Have nothing bad to say about it. It was awesome. And I was like almost bummed I couldn't do that experience. But I ended up trying out for the U like the next weekend and made that team. And I was like, well, I want to be in a Big Ten school and be a part of that so I ended up picking the U and financially it just made more sense for my family to be going to the U so I had to like make that decision and talk to the St. Thomas coach and this and that so ended up being fine but um I just remember being at the U of M tryout and I was like a little part of me was like what am I doing here and then you know as the weekend went on I was like maybe this is really what I want maybe you know part of me felt like kind of guilty because I was like there's girls here that like have wanted this their whole life and I'm like I don't know if this is what I want and I could take somebody's spot. And um, once I ended up making the team, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to the U. Like it just, it just kind of clicked. And I was like, 
for a second I was like kind of confused about it and then as we sat in like our first team meeting and we were talking about it and the girls were so nice and they were like so excited to have me a part of it and I called my mom I was like this is where I'm supposed to be and it just kind of like all fell into place and I was like oh my gosh thank goodness for Wendy Lavore like really pushing for that <laughs> otherwise like I would be out in LA doing who knows what at this mm-hmm. point trying so, to make a name for yourself probably yeah. mm-hmm. I mean and the you gave being on that team gave me so many opportunities and connected me with That's so many awesome. people it's insane so it was definitely where it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But Aren't you on yeah. a shout out to moms, by the shout way. Shout out to moms, absolutely. Just like, I mean, they do commercialize it with Dance Moms, that show that I've never watched, but I know about it. <laughs> it's so bad. Again, so bad. Mm-hmm. But let's also yeah. highlight the awesome moms who know. Isn't it the craziest thing how like moms just know? I don't get it. You can deny, like, deny, 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 deny. They're always right. do it and then, oh, that was a great decision. Yeah. Every time. I'm like, I hope I have that skill one day. When I have children, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be like... <laughs> I'm always right. I'm you always just right. wait. Yes. That's why we're a pro mom podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. Awesome. I did my, I did my homework. Hey, yes. thanks. I'm just kidding. I listened to you guys before. Nice. Really? Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Which one do you listen to? I've listened to, <clears throat> I listened to Annie's. I listened to Ben's. I recently listened to Alex's, which was awesome. She is awesome. Alex was Well, it was awesome. just so interesting to hear her talk about right? all that stuff because you don't hear about it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a couple other ones. I don't remember off awesome. the top of my head. But That's yeah. great. Thank you. I love that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So you spent four years at, um, with a dance team. Was it strictly dance team or were you doing other things, um, any dance programs along with that? No, no, no. Okay. I ended up, I did, oh my gosh, I was like all over the place. I did try out for the U of M dance program um, and ended up like placing in there. Like, I don't really know how it works because I didn't end up pursuing it, but they like place you in like levels or classes or whatever. So I ended up like getting put in something there. And then once I made the team, I was like, I got to drop the program. I don't want to do a dance major. And the dance team, it was just like way too much. And okay. I was like, I'd rather major in something else and have this as my like dance experience mm. and then continue after that. So gotcha. So yeah. we, we do our research like yourself and wow. uh, we found out recently that you were on. So you think you can dance? Oh, yeah. For a hot for a hot minute. You, uh, you were like on it. Well, yeah. Can we just hear how that all kind of shook out? The experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that How was another... So that was another yeah. Wendy situation. Wendy. Shout out to Wendy. I'm not, I'm not joking around. Theme of this podcast. I know it. Wendy was like... Well, oh gosh, let me remember. Because it, that all happened really like really quickly too. That was not like a premeditated decision. How old were you? Um, it was my senior year of college. Oh, so wow. So I was just about to graduate and I was like... Again, now what? Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I never actually went out to L.A. to dance. Maybe I still want to, you know. Mm-hmm. I did college. I did the team. I got a degree. So part of me was like, okay, maybe this is my shot. But I really wasn't premeditated at all. I actually had a friend at the time that was, like, talking about trying out. And I was like, that's awesome. That's so cool. Like, I knew she was going. And it was never really a thought in my head. Um, I was actually cheering at a basketball game for the Gophers, like, uh, in Chicago or Indiana or something. I don't remember. Chicago, I think we took a bus. And then um, on our way back, they ended up like losing one of the games in the tournament. So then we had to come back early. So when we came back early, I ended up going home that night. And my mom was like, hey, since the Gophers lost, you know, the last audition for So You Think You Can Dance is tomorrow. Do you want to go in L.A.? And I was like, wait, what? She was like, yeah, dad will take you. Like, if you want to go, dad will fly out with you and take you. Like, I know this is something you've always wanted to do and whatever. And I was like, if the Gophers would have won this game, I, it wouldn't have even been an option because I would have still been in Chicago. So I was like, um, sure. And so I literally bought a ticket that night, flew out the next morning and auditioned in L.A. And you had a dance ready? No. No. So no. What, what'd you, you do? Just, you My just... mom like printed off all the forms. I was like on the plane reading the forms and I was like, I have to have like three solos prepared. I have to like, I had nothing. I was what? like, um, I had to like bring music on a CD, which I didn't have. So I like brought some blank CDs. That was back when Max like had a CD port. So mm. luckily my Mac had a CD port, but I was like, um, well, I was like, I guess I'll just figure this out as I go. So I'm listening to music on my like phone at the time and on the plane trying to choreograph a routine in my head on the plane so that I could do it in case I made it in front of the judges. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Three dances. No, I only choreographed one. Okay. I was like, screw it. I'll just improv if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> improv. And I honestly didn't think I would make it that far. Like I, I really, really, really thought, um, and by make it that far, what's the process to get in front of the judges? Yeah. I think they do it different now. Cause I've had a couple friends that have been on the show, um, and are on the show, but it's like, 
the at the time when I was doing it, they had you. It was so crazy. So the LA audition was an open audition, and they don't do that anymore because I think it just kind of got out of hand. Mm-hmm. So now they do like either a video submission. Yeah, I think it's a video submission, and then they'll like invite you back. Okay. And then do all this. So mm-hmm. at the time, it was an open audition. So there had to be like. 900 a thousand people there or something that day it was wild because all the dancers are already in la so it's the biggest audition right so i kid you not we like got there and they were like splitting people up by like um guys and girls and then by what genre of dancer you were so Mm -hmm. they would ask like are you a contemporary dancer are you a jazz dancer are you a tap dancer whatever dance around a beer bottle do you dance at the bar you know like that was a whole section yeah (laughs) we're entering yeah Yeah. so now we have it now we have a score score. (laughs) no but we like i remember the lady was standing there with the clipboard and she was like what genre are you and i peek over at like everyone sitting in this huge ballroom and i see like the girls contemporary and it was this huge section like all the way up to the top and i see girls jazz and i was like jazz and it was so the jazz section was so small so i go um jazz and i like walk over to the jazz section with like 20 people in it and i was like <laughs> i'm playing my cards right here yes <laughs> i was like too right i didn't bring tap shoes i could have went in the tap group but yeah whatever so then they have you like go down and um we were like waiting in a room with like they like put you in a group of 10 based on your style so i was with like 10 other girl jazz dancers Mm -hmm. and then they lined us up and we're like sitting in chairs um and there was like a little wooden have you ever been to like a wedding and they have like the little wood floor yeah up front for like the dance floor it was like that and it was like sitting in the front and there was like producers and like old so you think you can dance alumni like sitting up there watching and 10 people would go at a time and they would turn on a random piece of music and you would like line up on the side of the wood floor and one at a time they would go out and they would dance for like 30 seconds and they would go thank you and then the next person would go thank you thank you thank you and it was a different song every time so like for the tap dancers it would be something so random like walking on sunshine or like whatever contemporary was like a mix and then jazz they were like it was so random like I think my improv song was like come on over baby and I was like really like how am I supposed to do this right now (laughs) you just have to wing it and then the next jazz group got like natural woman or something like they don't even compare Mm. so like how are you supposed to mentally prepare as you're watching the other people improv and then after the 10 people would like improv they would line you up in the back and they'd be like number six and number 12 step forward and then they'd be like everyone else can go thank you and you just got cut if you didn't make it through that improv round and then like the two people standing there like we'll see you for the next improv round so then you had to like go back and wait and then do it again it was so weird and then if you made it through the second improv round then you got um, a card and then you got to do your solo in front of the judges the next day okay and so that's if, the one that you prepared on the plane sure yeah yeah allegedly wow yeah, yeah. here's here's where i'm just like mind blown so you <clears throat> don't know the song the song they play is like this is i can't believe you're playing this song right and then you have to improv mm-hmm. and then you have to just like be so confident in that to just crush it yeah i really think people that do well in those kind of situations are people that like i hate to say this but know how to like fake it until you make it a little bit Mm. like you just you have to turn it on and even if you don't know what you're doing you have to pretend that you do and you have to pretend that you're like so confident this is meant to be this This is is what i want to be like i think people that are really successful in like auditions specifically for dance are people that like know how to make eye contact know how to put on a show and like own it even when they're like falling all over the place and it's people Mm. like that that book jobs and that book that get on shows and whatever you know and not saying i'm like really good at that but i just think at the time i was like well here goes nothing and like i didn't really have anything to lose because it wasn't something i necessarily like planned for and hoped for so i Mm -hmm. think that helped me in that situation if i had put a lot of pressure on it it would be be a totally different story it was a 24-hour deal ordeal it was the gophers weren't good enough and right. lost oh shocker so, shocker there <laughs> and good old wendy calls you hey this is a, something that's going on you, you interested yeah that'll fly out yeah let's yeah. go yeah that's incredible and then so you got in front of the judges for your solo mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and, and they it, put a different song over it when they showed it on tv I like danced to, um, I don't remember what the song was. It was like a slower song. And because they have you like approve your music the night before, like you have to turn in your CD and they have to like make sure it's approved. And otherwise you have to pick a different song. That's why you have to have two or three solos prepared. Yeah. Um, so my music was approved because I think they legally have to have the rights to it. Yeah. Okay. 
And then they still put like a Justin Bieber song over it when they played it on TV. And I was like, oh, no. That's hilarious. Everyone was what? texting me and they're like, you danced to Justin Bieber? I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. That's crazy. <laughs> so gross. But um, they can do that and it looked good still? Like, no, it didn't. I was like, why would you do that? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if there's like crossover <laughs> between songs. Like you can't just change a song. No, it was bad. What was the song that you did pick? Let's go on record. We got to um, clear that. Yeah, we want to clear it the air. Was, uh, it was, um, I got to think. Oh, um, Crazy in Love, the version from Fifty Shades, the like slower, kind of like eerie version. Mm. Crazy. I've always been scared to see that that oh, movie. No. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, I, I haven't seen the movie. movies. Yeah. I just, the soundtrack was pretty good. So gotcha. The soundtrack was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Like, I didn't even, I've never watched that movie or read the book. I don't know if I'd look no. like a guy who would. Honestly, not, no. I don't know. After I heard about the bar dance, yeah, we're both wearing stripes. I'm which a little I just curious. Realized. Yeah, are you yeah. Were, are you intimidated by the horizontal stripes by chance? Is this a bad look? No, I think it's a good look. I like the palm tree on yours. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mom but Bob intimidated? No. No. no, no, not chance. Not, not, not chance. chance. Then. Not yeah, chance. you dance in front of. So you think you can dance? Yeah, Jason yeah, is Derulo. That, is that the name of the show? Did I get that right? So you think you can dance? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then you got onto the show and you said. It was for a hot second, Clayton. It was for a hot second. It was like, well, my dad got to dance on stage too. What? So they like have you do like, um, they like pull you, like once you make it through the two improv rounds, you do like, I forgot what they call it, victory lap or something. And you do all these like uh, interviews and like you like jump around to these stations and do filming mm-hmm. and interviews and whatnot. So when I had my interview with the producer the night before, he was like, so he was like really funny and cool. And he was like, so, um, like who brought you here whatever just like trying to collect more information about me and i was like oh just my dad and he was like so is your dad a big dance dad and i was like sure like any other dad i guess he's been supportive and the guy was like but more supportive than the rest of your family right and i was like i see what you're doing here (laughs) i was like i'll play your game yeah totally and i was like sure and he was like joking around with me because he knew i was like playing into his game and he was like so does your dad rhinestone costumes ever and i was like totally so we just like went back and forth on that and i actually told my dad the night before i did my solo i was like i feel like they're gonna pull you up on stage because they asked me way too many questions and like whatever i just knew it was coming so um i did my solo and then they like asked me a couple questions after and they're like oh i heard your dad can dance and i was like he thinks he can haha and they like <laughs> you gotta play the game you know yeah you gotta know you gotta know your audience and i was like oh hee hee so they they were like let's see it and i was like yeah let's see it and so they like brought him up on stage and my dad was like i'm gonna kill you but he ended up like dancing around paul abdul was like one of the judges you're so kidding yeah they were like what song and he was like how about something from the 80s my dad was like so playing into it too and they were like how about a paula abdul song and he was like <laughs> so i don't know it's pretty oh, funny oh, but yeah God, what an awesome dad yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a good sport. He is a good sport. Of course, he calls my mom after, though. <laughs> he calls Wendy, and he's like, he's like, so I got brought up on stage. She goes, Pat, what were you wearing? <laughs> that was the first question. <laughs> Honey, I was wearing horizontal stripes and some cargo shorts. Yeah, he was wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> no, he had stripes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, Deck. I got to be real with you. You got some of the worst apparel in the game out there. I would love to see you customize some shirts that just say, I have bad style mm, decky bad style let's make those shirts the shock value would be insane however uh, turnaround time and quality it needs to be there that's a great point i mean we could launch this tomorrow with our own goddamn sponsor oh i didn't even think of that what well actually i did because i wrote this ad dude but that's besides the point and with that being said, be on the lookout for some decky bad style shirts and other custom apparel from the BP. But also, if you're like, man, I need to find someone to make great custom apparel for me, look no further. Hit us up at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. Bingo. And Sperry's, I think. Yeah. So oh my that God. was a no-go from Wendy, but 
It's wow. all right. We okay. moved on from it. Look, Wendy was just get there to, to provide the opportunity. Right, right. For, you know, everyone to thrive. Right. You know, that, that is interesting. Uh, we do our research as well. I heard your family is super interesting. I was watching YouTube videos on your family last night. That was my research of the, the Lavoie family. Well, now they're kind of dated because they they're are dated. a, year, old, a but, year or so old. But. but think about that. That's just documented stuff you can go back and watch like forever. I know. I wish my little brother kept up with it because Noah, it was right? Noah. Yeah, yeah, I've got three brothers, but one of my little brothers was the one that did the vlogs. The vlogs, and, yeah. Um, yeah, they were fun. They were just fun for us. Like, no matter who else liked them, we mm-hmm. liked them, so. I know. I, I could fun. tell you guys had a, a freaking blast with it. My yeah. favorite part about the whole story that Annie was telling me about yeah. was that you guys were at, like, a bar or something, and um, Piff was, like, a huge <laughs> follower. Piff Peterson was a huge yeah. follower of um, Noah. Yeah. And he, like, fangirled over Noah. Yeah. And then it's so funny to now see Piff as like a tiktok star with millions of followers i can't believe that how nuts is that i just can't believe all these like apps that are popping up now that are like mm-hmm. musically tiktok even like vine back in the day and people le- legit have careers careers from these silly apps that last like 30 seconds mm-hmm. it's so crazy it's just a gateway for them to get onto the youtube and then from youtube you can get a job it yeah. is and yeah. it's like people think it's like your 15 seconds of fame and i'm like not really anymore like no now it's it's a real thing and people really can have i mean it's few and far between but like people can have yeah. careers from that absolutely I mean, it's a serious spark plug like his yeah it's so funny because we had him on he was a, like doing this like round of saturday conversations uh-huh. the first time we ever did it in february piff was um your time slot actually oh. and he had a hundred wow. at so the time he had a, mm-hmm. right had 120,000 followers at the time when he had first told us back in november or december he had 50,000 and he was just like this whole thing like Hey, have you guys ever heard like TikTok before? We're like, no, what is it? And he's like, it used to be musically, blah, blah, blah. And then goes from going from in February to of 125,000 followers to now having over 1 million followers on TikTok. I can't and then believe seeing that. his oh, over a year ago, less than a year ago, we were talking to Gabe Belinsky about this. He's like, yo, sh-, he showed me the screenshot and it was Piff's. Uh, we we're just about to graduate. Piff had just dropped his like little vlog of yeah. Kentucky Derby or something and um, 777 followers. The dude's got like, how much does he have now? 30,000. 30, what does he like? What does he do? That's so. His, it's his, just him. His knock on the TikTok trends is mm. is catchy enough to like to grab everyone's eye. Yeah. He, he does it like in a sarcastic way. Yeah. And makes fun of it because every day there's a new trend on TikTok. I don't know if you're familiar. No, yeah. I really no. So they do trends every day, and there's like five or six of them going on. And if you can just put out a video of every one, one of them will do well. And for him, and then he's those videos. Is he have, like making money off of this now? You think they're, he's just starting to okay. figure out to California, too, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's going all in. All in. And, and, mm-hmm. and I will say, too, I've followed Piff for a while since you guys <laughs> had him on. And his, t- his TikToks are really interesting because most of them are these, like, teenagers just using their phone and doing stuff with his phone. Piff uses, like, a legitimate camera. And he does, like, legitimate edits and stuff like that. Where yeah. it's, like, far, like you said, he puts his own spin on it. But it's, like, a high-quality, r- hyper-creative spin on it. That's Correct. way more than a 13-year-old girl with her camera in her room. Yes. So it's, you know, that it's really, really good he stuff. He took it to the next level. Absolutely. He, he used it as his, like, creative space. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that's been a spark plug for him, which is awesome. And I'm guessing, So You Think You Can Dance was a bit of a spark plug for mm-hmm. you. Po- for sure. So now you're, you're, fin- you're fast-forward to finishing school and you're entering into the dance world career wise mm-hmm. how does that work what what are you what are you trying to pursue there that was a weird transition too just because i was like well like i was like i guess i mean that was before like even social media was like huge huge you know like it came out my sophomore year or like freshman or sophomore year of college instagram came out so like it was really really new and so by the time i was a senior it like none of that stuff was that big like no it just that wasn't necessarily a great way to like expose yourself and Mm -hmm. to like get work kind of i guess um dance related i mean Mm -hmm. um so that it just like i was kind of in a place where i was like well now what so definitely so you think you can dance helped um like get a little bit more exposure and I think gain a little bit of trust. Like when you have experience like that, I think people take you a little bit more seriously or they're like, Oh, yeah. she's done this. So she must be valuable in some sense, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yes, it helped. Um, and then I think it was just kind of a weird transition. Cause I was like, well, do I get a nine to five doing something like 
I, I went to school for elementary education. So I was like, so do I teach kindergarten or not? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like didn't at the end of the day, I didn't really want to. I, I love I love I love teaching. But um, just the way that like the school schedule works, it would have been difficult to pursue any sort of freelance on top of that. So yeah. I ended up having to make a decision to like not not teach kindergarten. Yeah. Um so I was just like, okay, well, if I'm not teaching kindergarten, what am I supposed to do with this degree? And what am I supposed to do like to continue? I really wanted when I graduated to keep dancing. That was like my biggest thing. I was like, I want to keep performing. I love dancing. It was never my intention to like start teaching right away. But teaching is obviously something I went to school for and something I really like doing and teaching dance just kind of made sense. So I started teaching right away and I started doing like random like clinics with dance teams kind of like working on technique and training during their off season I started doing like um teaching at a studio I started doing uh this this and that here and there and teaching like random classes and then um I got an opportunity to choreograph for a team and I was like oh this is kind of daunting like I just didn't Mm. I loved choreographing but having the pressure of doing a team's routine was like a lot to me right out of college I was like oh my gosh I don't know if I can do this like um it was just, yeah, it's just different. Choreographing and dancing is different. So um, I started, I took that job and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to commit to it. I spent like a month coming up with this routine because I just like, it was new to me and it took me a long time and I put like everything I had into it and I was like, okay, I can do, you can do this, Mary. So I ended up doing that and they did really well with that routine in their state. So I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this is something I could do. Like, I really liked it. I liked traveling. I liked going and doing that. Um, so then like fast forward about a year later, I ended up like making an LLC for it and promoting Mm -hmm. it a little bit more. And then I started doing choreography, um, like a little bit more full time, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. Because you had had to pay your taxes. I had to pay my taxes. Yeah. You got to pay your dues. (laughs) You know how that works. It's so annoying. We all got to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tough. What's the name of the LLC? It's called Move. Well, it's called Move Dance Training because Move was taken. Mm -hmm. But Any chance we can rename to... Le Voix. Le Voix dance. Le Voix. <laughs> LLC. LLC. Mm. Yeah. I imagine it being written in cursive. I, mean, I don't know if that is something you're interested in. Um, no. Okay. okay. That's like, not for me. Okay. Sorry. Mm. No, that's Good right. idea, but I think really. like maybe like a messy like paintbrush like Le Voix. Are you a graphic designer now? No, or? I just come up with dumb ideas okay. all the time. So that's kind of I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> okay. That's super cool. So like what's it like to now kind of, you know, kind of have a basis like i think what you've touched on that was really cool is like instagram used to just be like a platform where you smacked a photo up there yeah and it was just kind of nothing i miss and it then, <laughs> right and then now it's turned into there's a lot more business involved in it which is yeah. awesome it gives you opportunity what's it like to you know travel around and you know do something that's something that you created and it's super cool it's cool it's a lot of pressure at times too but it's mm. it's really cool and i like I have a job on top of doing all of that too Yep. that I work like Monday through Friday, but um, it's also dance related. So it kind of keeps me in the industry, but um, it just gets to be a lot kind of at times. So I, I don't know, I guess it's, it's, it's a neat experience to be able to like meet different teams and do different things and kind of travel and like always be on the go. I really like that. Like go, yeah. go, go lifestyle, but it's definitely a lot of pressure to have it be like under your name and have it be you, um, me. Yeah. Like I know that's controlling it. And I guess it's kind of been in like a, with having a job on top of it and doing all of that, it's been difficult to like grow it in a sense because I just haven't had time to put into it that I want, that I want to, um, so like I've only been able to work when I can get time off or I've only been able to work on my weekends, but then I'm working seven days a week trying to, you know, build this, this side hustle, so to say, mm-hmm. while working a full-time job. So I just like, I want to get to a place where I can like actually build that side hustle and do more than just choreography with it. Cause yeah. that was always, the, that was always the plan. Choreography just took off the fastest. So I was like, okay, yeah. well I'm going to run with it. Um, and it's been awesome. I'm so grateful for it, but I want to be able to do more as well. But it's a lot of pressure. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool, though. And we have a lot of people on. And we, I mean, we're doing it ourselves. This whole podcast is a side hustle. Yeah. And you have, like, the more you invest into it, the Mm -hmm. more you really put your thought towards it, the more you're, like, like you said, like, choreographing, 
choreographing took off the fastest but you're like there's other things i can do oh yeah and so you start looking at everything in terms of like opportunities and then mm-hmm. just time right yeah. you're, lo- you're not looking at your job your other job is like a oh it's such a burden <laughs> it's like no it's paying it's doing i'm yeah. doing i'm in the industry i'm doing there's lots of positives about it but like if you were to able if, if you were to able to just take a little bit of that time and put it into choreography or your just your llc and everything else that you're yeah. doing it's oh it, i, I yeah. think we think about it all the time it's crazy it is crazy and it's true and it's like that's why i think a lot of entrepreneurs are always like well i finally took the leap of faith and you know like yeah. a lot of photographers say the same thing they're like i quit my job and i decided to pursue this full time and it was scary yeah. um but like they were not you know like i have a ton of photographer friends i guess that's a good example yeah. like they were getting half the work that they were before they quit their job and went full time because they were able to take on more you know yeah, and like yeah. i just it's so true that like unless you really really put the time into it and the energy into it like it's never it's never going to grow from where it is so it's like right. you have to be able to sacrifice and if that means like staying up till 2 a.m to get stuff done then mm-hmm. you stay up till 2 a.m to get stuff done right. or you know ending up like taking that leap of faith and just pursuing something full time then yeah. that's what it's going to take it's freaking nuts man it's it, awesome yeah. yeah and do you feel like you're getting closer to that point or, or do you feel like the balance is is healthy and this and that's where you like to be the balance is healthy, but it's not where I want to be. Okay. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely in a good place. It's doing well, but I want to do more. And I think that's just like maybe it's not the right decision, but I feel like um, I definitely want to be able to pursue it full time. I want to be able to put more energy into it because nice. I want it to grow. And if I don't and if I stay where the balance is healthy, it's going to stay where it's at. Gotcha. Mm. And let's workshop this a little bit. Okay. What would that look like if it went full time? Like what would your day to day be? Well, every day would be different, which is like very intriguing to me because I'm not a very routine person. So every day would be different. I mean, um, choreography itself. I know this is all like really foreign to you guys. But <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. We're locked in. I'm okay. locked yeah. in. <laughs> choreography itself is pretty seasonal because um, like the dance team season is the same as like uh a basketball season we'll say again so like you start you start training whatever and then you know after you've had practices for so long you start having games and then you start having tournaments and then it's kind of like that and then it's over you know mm-hmm. so dance is kind of the same way for dance teams especially that are run through like high schools and colleges um you know you try out you make the team you do all your training you learn your dances you practice your dances you compete the season's done so it's like that so there's like a short window of like five six months maybe where people are learning routines. So that's pretty seasonal, like when I can actually set choreography for people, whether mm-hmm. it's at a studio or whether it's through a dance team, it's like summer and then early fall and then you're done. Okay. So it's like a wedding photographer, like yeah. their seasonal work. Yep. So that um, is what like summer slash fall would look like is a lot of like choreography. And then I think winter, depending on what I want to do with it, would be a totally different story because I wouldn't necessarily be doing choreography i could be teaching or doing other things with the company see putting planting the seeds and the other stuff that you've already thought of doing right that's right. really cool that you I can't can... tell you all my secrets well but... no and yeah, that's don't do, yeah. <laughs> the structure of that all is fair. so cool <laughs> because like for us it's just go 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 and yeah. like rarely do we get to just like sit back and be like holy shit we did we've already had 17 weeks of podcasting this year right and we've had like we just had 60 plus people sitting on that couch it's like oh okay Whoa. that's when did that happen yeah when did that happen right <laughs> And it's really cool for you to like have these blocks of time where you know what you're going to get essentially. Mm -hmm. And you now have these other blocks of times where it's a fairly open Mm -hmm. and now you can kind of play with the cogs a little bit, figure out what, what's going to work and what you really want to do or how you want to take it. Right. Freaking cool, man. Yeah, it is cool. But it's scary to take that leap of faith. Very scary. Like what if you guys were just like, well, we're just going to podcast full time. That's scary. Like it's scary to just be like, never mind. But you want to, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll there. tell you, this is a good story. I uh, so Lake of the Isles over here. Yeah, freaking best place to ride your bike, run oh, yeah. anything. It's so awesome. Yeah. So one day, I was just by myself. Like one thing I love nowadays with you know having so many interactions, I love it and being on social media so connected. One thing that I really like to do is just be by myself and just do something that's so disconnected. Mm-hmm. So I went on a bike ride and came back kind of around Lake of the Isles. And just like sat on the bench, start writing down stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down like five things of what I want to do. It was like podcasting, small business owner, um, co- <laughs> comedian, 
um, engineer and a docu and film your own documentary one day. Oh, cool. Um, and so then I was like, okay, there's five things right there. And then I was like, okay, how much time am I spending on each one of these? And like, how am I making money in each one? Because money is a part of opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, podcasts, like <laughs> podcasting, I spend probably 20% of my time on and, you know, not making that much money. To be mm -hmm. honest, we're, we're not making bags here over at the back pocket. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then the second thing was small business owner, not doing much in that 5% of my time and still no money. That was like comedy, 5% of my time, still no money. <laughs> Engineering. I work full time as an engineer. So that's like 60, 70% of my time, mm -hmm. all of my money. Mm -hmm. And then document, uh, filming a documentary, I'm like, up oh, 5% again. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, what if I just took that out, spent more of my time on the other things? I was like, podcasting 25% of the time. I don't know if I'm going to spend more time doing more of these podcasts. We're already putting out three a week. Like, mm -hmm. That's a lot that's of podcasts. Lot. What if I could take that 60% and divvy it up over the comedy and. Mm -hmm divvied up over document filming a documentary and and then also more specifically a small business owner what right. about that right what about mm -hmm. that that would make that might make some money mm -hmm. and oh wait the podcast is a small business oh wait the comedy is associated with the podcast yeah, yeah. and oh wait we can do a uh, podcast documentary boom and then uh wait we can use small business to you know sell and promote uh comedy we could use the podcast to help sell promote and market other people like right. we do already and maybe we can even, you know, do a documentary on how our whole experience happens. Fired up. Look at him go. Look at him go. One bike ride around Lake of the Isles. Yeah. And then he's like, he had like a come to Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. and He's like ready to go for life. I love it. I'm and so impressed. The, yeah. Right. Actually, I'm not joking around. Thank <laughs> he's you. Like so offended. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not offended. I'm just like, what, when you say things, you have to take it step by step. Yeah. You do. I was thinking that the whole time and writing it down. You make leaps when you do that. You do. When you say it, it's so much different because you guys have, like, before I had any of that, you're like, okay, bike ride, right? That's where it started. You never knew where it finished. I knew where the end point was, but I had to walk through it, mm -hmm. right? So when you say things, it almost just helps formulate how the plan would work, unfold. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Not that I have it all terms. figured out. But yeah, broad terms. That's step one, I guess. Yeah. It is. And just like how you walk through, um, how we workshops potentially mm -hmm. what it would look like and that's <laughs> the, the coolest part is we all have that ability to potentially take these things on and do do our own thing and, mm -hmm. I, and i love gravitating towards people that have that urge have that fire under their belly it's cool i mm -hmm. mean we just live in like a different world now we're like even a couple years ago like you know i just feel like so many people are like quote unquote entrepreneurs now yep. because there's so many avenues that you can do that in that yeah. didn't used to exist before you know like yeah. you could call an instagram influencer an entrepreneur or podcasters entrepreneurs you're running your own thing you know or you could call podcasters influencers or you could call them influencers there you go <laughs> as andrew's wearing like an opinion shirt by the way we love opinion but like gear gets sent to us we wear it we do like we right. do a lot of the stuff that influencers do like oh, it's, yeah. it's funny like when yeah. if we were able ever like tag ourselves or look at us in that light mm. oh yeah and we is. but that's like one thing we want to redefine mm -hmm. I, I hate like not i hate personally but a lot of people hate that a lot of An people influencer? hate what the term influencer you know what i'm saying well this i think influencers in general are just a little the yeah. market's a little saturated and there's people that are really really are influencers yeah. and there's people that like aren't yeah yes absolutely so. and that's all that needs to be said because i agree, with, I agree yeah. with that completely um but kind of fast forward or trapping the puck on that and transitioning back to you mm -hmm. um we're gonna ask you some back pocket core questions <sighs> the first one is one we ask all of our guests it's your average quality something that you do well at times and other times not so well at the end of the day it's your average quality so mary what is your average quality i feel like maybe i have a few but i think my biggest average quality is knowing my lefts from rights like giving directions mm. <laughs> like even when i can't do it i have to do yeah, i have L's to put up the l yeah. every time like unless like if i'm giving directions in a car i'm like oh they're like which way do you turn i'm like left and i'm pointing right and i'm like uh, i mean left and i switch it i cannot do it but if i'm getting like a a back massage i'm like a little to the left i always know which mm. way left is yep. there you go so if it benefits me <laughs> i know my left from right yeah but otherwise <laughs> that's funny it's pretty average that's funny that's or i'll be teaching take. i'll be yeah. teaching like college age students and i'm like okay um so you're gonna step on your left foot and i like step on my right and they're like that's your right i'm like oh, don't say it <laughs> don't uh, tell me i like the people like the the dad move is like oh other left yeah <laughs> 
oh, try again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, other right there. You know. <laughs> That's too funny. That's awesome. I love how it's how when it's you, when it's like you need to know. Oh, I left know. Left or right for you. You're like, lock that well, in. like to Easy. the right, I said. <laughs> <laughs> other, other right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's man. phenomenal. I love that. It's those small like letters for me when I'm spelling. Um, I'll flip letters all day long. Mm. And it's just, it's got the similar type of mindset of like, this, I really don't care. Like left or right, it's just like, throw it out there. Yeah. I'm spelling, I'm writing. And, yeah, I and, don't care. A- anxiety, I have a post with, so with Alex Corsell on yeah. it. And the title is, We All Have Anxiety. And I spell it anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's out there. It's just, it's whatever. Just like, leave it just at leave this it. point. Who cares? Uh, like, you know, almost, like, every comment is like, Hey, you spelled that wrong. Hey, you should have your interns do uh, spell checks. Hey, this, that, and the other. We're like, I well, don't even see it. it. Yeah. I posted on LinkedIn. You're giving even... me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving me anxiety. You're making it worse. <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. I post on LinkedIn not even knowing that. Andrew tells me yesterday. He's like, dude, you see all the comments about my uh, typos? And I was like, yeah, they were pretty messed up in the captions. He's like, no, in the title. And I was like, anxiety. Oh, oh no. I posted on LinkedIn too. Yeah. And everyone's commenting on it. It's too late. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what are we going to say though? I don't remember. Yeah, spelling errors, spelling left and errors. Right. That's just what we Spelling are. is tough. I'm not a good speller either. That's another average quality. It's one of those skills you don't necessarily need. Like, well, the human brain, like if the first letter is right and the last letter is right, it like doesn't process that things are wrong yep. in the middle sometimes. Yep. So like you could spell, you could spell everything wrong. And, and I would probably read it and be like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially with how quickly we look at things now. People yeah. probably just browse over that. Yeah. And that's uh, my excuse every time yeah. when I spell something wrong. You're like... Maybe it was on purpose. Mm. Such a mystery. Exactly. You'll never know. Mm-hmm. But uh, left and rights are your average quality. Yeah, it's tough. And then the next question is, what's in your back pocket? This is something you carry around in your back pocket when um, pressure becomes stress and anxiety. Anxiety is rising. Yeah. And, uh, the anxiety. <laughs> we yeah. hate that. <laughs> and, and this is... Uh, <laughs> you loved that one. <laughs> and, the, uh, yes. and this is what you utilize in your back pocket. So, Mary, what's in your back pocket? Um, this might sound like a cheesy answer, but I really, really mean it. I think that having a strong faith is like a huge thing to have in your back pocket. I really do. And I think that that's something that has carried me through my whole life, even though I told you stories where I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I think whenever I've gotten stressed or not known what I'm supposed to be doing, like, I don't even like to say it's in my back pocket because I feel like that's a bad place to keep it, you know, but I think just like... Like, I don't think your face should necessarily be in your back pocket and take it out when it's convenient to you. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think it if if you have a strong faith and you have a relationship with God, I think it's something that should lead everything that you're doing Mm. and every decision you make. And so Mm. I don't necessarily would I wouldn't necessarily describe it as being in my back pocket. But I really do think that that is something that like when pressure becomes stress it's the only thing I lean on ever. Like literally even just shooting up a little like, God, please help me get through this like that well boom i'll be positive all day just because of that you know i know i'm not alone and so i think that's like the number one thing that would get me through any situation ever absolutely that little (laughs) that little release of putting your faith in something higher um oh yeah is everyone has a little bit of different ways of describing it but that's a very common theme when we ask this question what's in your back pocket it's faith it's meditation it's working out yeah it's like things that give yourself a little bit of release and put your your time and your energy into something a little bit bigger 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 than you yes yeah Mm because when you put all the pressure on yourself just in general it's like how are you supposed to take that on like you can't take on the pressure of everything all on your own you know all at once (laughs) never so when you give it up it's just that's definitely that's the way to go it's mm-hmm. freaking awesome man i it love is. that and it's and even like family too and yeah. it's so funny like when you ask this question you think it's going to be some like extraordinary thing about you know just something so removed that you would have yeah. never even thought of but that's no it's it's what you rely on the most it's yeah. that one thing that you hold true no matter what mm-hmm. and like andrew said it could be a ton of different things but mm-hmm. again just like that higher power it's awesome yeah so Another thing is a challenge. So we need to, oh, no. you know, we challenge our, or we challenge ourselves every day, but we're always looking for new ways to expand the back pocket uh, network. Oh, yeah. Bring in cool people to that chair or that sectional, I should say. Yeah. Um, so who do you think we should have on this podcast? I think, um, I don't know if you guys have or not before, but I think that you guys should try to get um, James Farrell on here. James do you know who he Farrell. is? No. He lives in Minneapolis now, but I think he's back and forth between Minneapolis and LA. He's like really good friends with my boyfriend, Grayson. Mm. Um, but he's a rapper. 
Oh, and I, I think it would be kind of cool to like hear about his story in the music industry and like yeah. making it out in LA and producing music and stuff like that. So I think he'd be kind of cool. Challenge accepted. I want a rapper. He's, in he's here really so bad. cool. Yes. Yeah. I'll get you in touch. We reach oh, out right. to what little something, little pump. No, I'm no, just I can't. Remember. Oh, I was like, whoa. No, little. Uh, Gosh, he's a t- tip. Tip. No, DJ Tip. Oh, DJ. I don't remember. Yeah. What? Nah. DJ. T- no, no, no. Gravy. Young Gravy. Young Gravy. Is he local? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's cool. Playing, he's playing at Lollapalooza this summer. Fun. Yeah, and uh, he's blowing up. And we try to get out, and he's like, "You guys are big enough." Yeah, he really literally said, "Yeah." He's so yeah. like, "All right, we'll come back to you when we're bigger." Then, yeah. yeah. What's not dude? big like, enough watch about? Us shine. Yeah. yeah. What's not big enough about these floral cha- chairs and some horizontal stripes, Mister yeah. uh, Gravy? Yeah. Yeah. But what, Jimmy? What, what was his name again? Jimmy Ivy. James Farrell. James Farrell. <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got it, dude. So cool we've guy. been peppering you with questions the whole podcast ever since oh, you've yeah. woken up you come you wake up for an hour and or yeah. you're up for an hour and then now you're just you have two guys and you're now just answering questions yeah but now what did i get myself into yeah <laughs> <laughs> what uh do you have any questions for us um you've probably been asked this before so sorry if this is a repetitive question but what made you guys want to start to do this we have been asked this question. Have you? Okay, don't an- you don't have you to don't answer want- it then. No, okay. no, no. Well, I'll, we'll make it brief unless you want, and we'll let you think of another one while we're describing. Okay. Um, we started it because we wanted to have conversations with our friends, and we thought we could entertain people. Mm-hmm. Um, because we listened to part of my take, and would they entertain it through sports? We're like, all right, we can entertain people through conversation, and we just want to talk to our friends. Mm-hmm. And then it gravitated, and then we started interviewing professors, and then we reached out to people on Instagram. And had people over uh, FaceTime um, throughout all over the, the country, and all over the world. We had two people in Australia, someone in Texas, someone in North Carolina, um, L.A., just all over the place. And we're like, this is pretty rewarding, but we can't really meet these people. And there's not really a, a strong tie at the end mm-hmm. of the conversation. And it's just flown in or it's flowed to dominating the sandbox of the Twin Cities <laughs> and continuing to have these awesome conversations with people such as yourself. Because everyone has these really cool conversations mm-hmm. and they fire us up and we know there are people that are going to take away something from these conversations. And we have the ability to um, create a platform for a community to be inspired. And that's why we continue to do it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's why that we like. a good answer. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. He practiced that one from the mirror for well, sure. Yeah. When we've you been asked that. Yeah, again, we've been asked that. But it's like <laughs> this, this episode specifically is the marketing intern spotlight and the mm-hmm. marketing intern is a listener so we dedicate an entire episode just for our listener and yeah it shows like these people are around you mm-hmm. these people are so closely tied to you and they have like this incredible influence i was yeah. t- we were touching on earlier like how we didn't really like the word influence but really <laughs> like what we wanted what we want to do is kind of redefine and how people look at that where yeah. it's like you, your mom is an influencer a doctor's oh, yeah. an influencer um, your best friends are influencers on your own life and these people have unique stories and unique paths in life but at the same time there are certain situations that you'll go through that someone else will take from that like, mm-hmm. i went through that too yeah that was kind of tough yeah and then you can connect on a you different can connect. you make a community and exactly yeah. and that's kind of what we are building mm-hmm. do you guys think that people ever like maybe misinterpret isn't the word but like misunderstand or maybe don't understand how much back end work goes into producing a podcast Mm -hmm. i think Uh, yeah like do you ever think people look at you guys and are like oh they're trying to make money by just sitting around and chatting with people you know and they don't understand like i think that's the problem with a lot of influencers and why people have such a negative opinion about an influencer in any sense whether it's a whether it's a podcaster or a instagram person or whatever you know i think people don't understand everything that goes into it and all they see is the pretty picture that comes out or all they see Mm. is the the podcast that gets released so they're like well if they can do it i can do it i want to do it you know and so people are like how are they making money by just talking to people so like do you ever get that negative feedback Mm. or like any of your friends like oh really you're just going to be a pot you know Mm -hmm. do you go to a masking yeah going in circles but i've had that feeling that i am not going if i do this then i'm not living up to my full potential type thing because it can be looked at that Mm -hmm. so um minimally like that's all that you're doing right so i've had those feelings not that i've been put that 
not someone no one has told me that but that has just been something that i've thought that mm-hmm. society is telling me like mm-hmm. you need to do something and i know declan has this in a much deeper level with engineering and yeah. like a scientific level i'm just i'm a business major yeah i can see how my career could unfold in this versus declan and engineering and podcasting it doesn't mm-hmm. coexist <laughs> um, so but i've had those feelings and that's a that's an awesome question and i struggle with it but i am starting to like confirm in my head that we put in 20 collectively we put in 24 hours a week um on this podcast that's one full day out of the week whether it's two hours here 10 hours here Mm -hmm. it's we've logged it it's 24 hours in a week we put directly towards the back pocket Mm -hmm. and uh eight hours an episode yeah we know the effort we put in it and that's that trumps anything that i'm have these mental lapses and obstacles in my head that can be tough though i mean for any anybody that's doing something like this i think it's tough to not when people don't see the back end but you don't yeah. want to show the back end that's not fun it's not fun to show all the like you know invoices and whatnot that you have to do or whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. you're doing yeah. on the business end of it I and just it's think not even that really it's just it's honestly a ton of thought like the only thing the prep the prep and the it's prep. like i've transitioned in my life and it all pretty much all it's been all my it boils down to three things is like comedy engineering and podcasting mm-hmm. and those are the only things i think about all day and so when <laughs> those are just not seriously, that's what it it. Is. Mm-hmm. but like the, just dedicating that time, type of time outside of just like that eight hour grind of whatever yeah. it is, it's really fun. That the, the thing, the key of all of it is like, yeah, it's a lot of hours. Yeah. It's a lot of back end. Yeah. But it's so rewarding. Oh, it's so worth it's it. So I just was wondering if anybody like it's, doesn't see that side no, of it. I'm, I'm sure. Looks down, I'm you sure. Know. There's tons of people, but like we are so just like transparent with everything that we do yeah. that like when you bring that person in initially for the first time. So welcome all the Mary Louver listeners, dude. Lavoie. <laughs> welcome to all the Lavoieans. <laughs> yeah. But like, you understand what I'm saying? Like all yeah. these new people are going to yeah. come in and like, we'll grab a couple that will come back and listen to another one. And then yeah. they kind of just build from there. And, mm-hmm. w- and with that, do you have any podcasts from our, from our Rolodex that you recommend? Cause there's going to be people that have never come to back. Pocket. I think people should listen to Alex's. I thought that one yes. was really, really cool. Alex Cause Cor- everybody can learn something from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marketing intern spotlight, Alex Corsell, number 38. 38. That yep. was awesome. Okay. That would be the first one I recommend, probably. Awesome. And Thank then you, you got to listen to Annie Vitale. I did. I love Annie's. Yes. <laughs> of course. So many people love Annie's. She, I mean, she's the she's the designer of our logo. Our I logo. know. Yeah. She's so great. She's the best. She is. Thank you, Ann. Thanks, Ann. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaking awesome. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um, now, this bring, do you have any other questions? I mean, first off, just thanks for coming on. You oh, crushed it. You bet. You're mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I'm a chatter. You, yeah, you're on, and that's great for podcasting. <laughs> turns out, didn't realize that. Yeah, actually, we did realize that. We, we do that. Um, we do know that you're up to big things, and there's big things coming. We can't break news, and uh-uh. we won't break news. No news yet. No, news. maybe we'll come back and do a little big reveal. And that's the yes. best part. Right? And that's the best part. <laughs> Leave them hanging. Yes. And this brings us to our final question: um, What did you learn today from the moment you woke up, which wasn't too oh, long no. ago, yeah. to when we're having this conversation? Hmm. What did I learn today? I got to think about this one. Okay. Like about the, from this podcast or anything that I learned today? Anything, anything in general. general. Yeah. Could have been in your, in your dreams last night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had the weirdest dream last night. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Oh. But we had a, no, it was fine. It was like, there was like seals or something in it. Seals. Mm. Seals. I have no idea. It was like so weird. And then it like fell off the deck and I was like trying to save it the whole time. Did you save it? No. Oh, That's fine. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Oh. Um, what did I learn today? I learned that I don't like to skip breakfast. I skipped breakfast. Oh. And your tummy's rumbling. <laughs> and I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we whipped up six eggs, uh, two, like a big pot of oatmeal, five sausage patties, and a huge pot of coffee. For, what? Yeah, right with, before. With some blueberries. And some blueberries. You didn't and save some blueberries. any? Per my request. Oh. What's this all about? We have, blue, we, we have some blueberries. For some that. host. Yeah. We offered you some water. <laughs> <laughs> or coffee. <laughs> and coffee. Maybe we should just start doing brunches, dude. Maybe we should just But have, then people would be like, smack So not in the podcast. Like, oh, okay. We would, so we know this guy, <laughs> this guy named, uh, I forget his name, but he does, he does his own cooking show. Oh yeah, he does his own cookie show, and he's like hit us up before on like, hey, can I just like come cook for you guys? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. What if you was just cooking downstairs, and like on your way out, you could just grab a breakfast, Sammy, or something. That'd be so legit. Yeah. It'd be legit. We need that. We need that. But uh, wait, what did you? That, she learned. Oh, that is. You don't skip breakfast. You don't skip I breakfast. Don't, yeah, you I skip breakfast every that. day. To be honest. To be honest, sometimes I do too. But today it really hit me different. You mm-hmm. know. 
Well, I hope this podcast hit you in a positive way. For sure. Okay. Confirmed. Yeah. Did we do that? Were yeah. we kind of like breakfast for your mental? I learned. I also learned that horizontal stripes are in. Yes. Are they in? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're in, dude. We're trendy. We're trendy. I think it's the first time we're actually a trendy podcast because in the past we've been uh, typically coined as the uh, 70s podcast. Why? Floral chairs. The chairs. Yeah. A lot of rainbow themed in here. I mean, yeah, look between at the globes and like these paintings. These bracelets up here and, you know. Yeah, even it's the fine. Yeah. Don't let people tell you what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> I'll even go with the seventies spot. I'll, I love that work. Yeah, just a groovy we, guy. We, we yeah, just a couple oh, yeah. of you can wild bring... and crazy guys, <laughs> crazy guys, dude. And we and we're throwing a Bocella event. And yeah, what is? Through. Tell me more. Okay, um, so it's kind of a crazy situation. Okay, and I'll put it in layman terms. So we uh, we bought a, or rented a boat. Uh, okay, the one of the river boats on the Mississippi fits 250 people Whoa. and um we're we have a band however we cannot tell everybody the band name because they're they've blown up to a certain point where they're booking shows that have contracts oh. that don't allow them to promote so, so they told is, us this podcast is gonna be released on the 25th okay of in two June, days and then Bocello is gonna be coming up on saturday oh, four days four June days 29th <gasps> oh my and gosh. i think if someone got to our i think we're on like our time um our Ten, oh. One, yeah, hour oh five, hour oh five, and if they got this far, they can hear. Like, there's no way Live Nation is gonna get to this part of the podcast, as long as we don't promote it on our social. Yep. It's, okay. If, if, if so committed, you can tell me. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, and we're gonna <gasps> tell all of our listeners that are committed. Oh my gosh. It's it's Yam House, who's played in our backyard, who's like our best friends, and they're playing on on the boat, and they're playing at Basilica Block Party, two weeks after cool. opening for Casey Musgraves casual and yeah. they can't promote it because live nation the owner of basilica won't allow bands to promote an event happening three months prior gotcha. so we're fucked yeah and, that's really and everyone thinks we're being super sketchy and like we don't know how to i'm honestly gonna post today um this is three weeks ago i'm posting i'm gonna say if you want to know the band dm me mm-hmm. and i will get, describe exactly what's going on yeah and can you not say what's going on like can you not tell people like oh we just can't tell you we did they've... we did yesterday okay. we tell, so we could everyone tell word of mouth and we can do it and we've told everyone that we can't do it online yeah we can tell you behind the scenes oh yeah sucks so, that does kind of suck. And then, and then, like, the drink deals, so like, Minnesota liquor laws, we've been trying to, like, factor in, like, really cool drink deals, like, dollar beers and have a beer sponsor. Yeah. Do this and that. And so then we found out, like, Minnesota liquor license, you have to buy from a distributor that makes the beer that you're trying to get. And you have to be, like, a li- you have to have your liquor license to do that. And if you're booking through a thing, they have to have theirs. You can't buy for them. And Ugh. a bunch of BS. Bunch what a mess. BS. It's been a... It's been a See, but we're figuring it out. This We're is a make perfect example of all the behind the scenes that you guys have to do that no one else sees. Yeah, and they, they just see the boat party. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So that's Boatchella. Please buy your tickets. They're, uh, if, if you want a promo code, DM me and I'll get you a promo code. <gasps> yeah. Because you listen that. to this far. Yeah. Um, but Mary, thank yes. you so much. Thank you guys. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Coast in my heart Right where I meant to from the start It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes Always acting like you ain't got the time I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside But ooh, you got a reason to sing And ooh, you're finally listening Cause you can't hold on to what's inside